the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Trying to hit the top stories as best I can. Trying to stay as open-minded as I can. I'm trying to help you. Talking about predicting the future, a lot of what we do on the show, and looking at you know the American workforce. Uh, first time unemployment claims are fine. Employment's good. Housing's starting to soften a little bit. We could talk about that if you'd like. A lot of people want to talk about jobs though, and what the job market looks like in the future. Keep in mind that. Factories have changed a lot in the last 100 years, and we're still going to factory jobs. Not as much. We're always looking for the next Steve Jobs moment, the next who's going to make a lot of money. Don't you wish you can go back and invest more in Amazon and Netflix and Apple? It's tough to imagine Apple going to a trillion dollars market cap, but it did. Now it's how do they get their next trillion, and is that enough for you? This is a big, big, big person, Apple. And yesterday I did a small exercise where I wrote down how many people are on the planet, and then I wrote down how much Apple's worth. Eight billion, one trillion, right? And you're like, wow, they got to sell basically a phone to every single person is what it looks like. Five more zeros. That's a big move. Tesla received a subpoena yesterday from the SEC over Elon Musk's take private tweets. Um, Someone has asked me, should I buy a Tesla? And I'm like, "I I can't tell you to do that. I just, I try to do everything I can not to hurt you. Lawrence Kudlow, who I find to be a bore and quite stiff, as economist goes, um, he's talking about China today. So China plans to send Wang to the United States 
to meet with the Treasury Secretary. So uh, Vice Commerce Minister Wang Shuang uh, is coming to the United States for low-level talks in August. And we're spinning it as best we can. Larry Kudlow says, it's a good thing they're sending a delegation here. We haven't had that in quite some time. And I, I just Some people you see and you you, you got to quickly decide what's real news and what's PR. And you got to decide what's real risk and different types of risks. So one risk that's coming up is the elections. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not, I don't pretend for a moment to be a political pundit. I know that the night that Donald Trump got elected, stock markets around the world started to crash. And then one day later, the stocks around the world started to go, I think we'll be fine. So is that risk? Yeah, I think that's risk. I think it's out there. So some dispatches from the future, in the future. Um, Markets have had a very volatile week on very little news shift. But sometimes the sentiment changes from she loves me to she loves me not. And we all panic because we want to be loved. We all want love. So uh, sentiment is interesting. Uh, One analyst today is saying Tesla may have less than a 50% chance for a private buyout. He would go away. Oh, by the way, he being Elon Musk, he's talking today that he wants to build a tunnel. His boring tunnel, he wants to build a hyperloop to uh, the forum because it takes too long to get to a Lakers game. Oh, okay. I'm with it. Um, Starbucks is a stock I'm looking at. And for instance, I own Apple, and I'm really having troubles putting my head around. The march to 1,000, or the march to a trillion, was pretty impressive. And they, they did it. They pulled it off. It's much easier to go from a $10 billion company to a $20 billion, to a $40 billion, to an $80 billion, to $160 billion. To go from $1 trillion to $2 trillion, it's a lot of work. And it's a big, big big person. The IRS looks at companies as people. So for me, a lot of my money in Apple right now is just, it's a holder. I'm holding it till I see a better opportunity in something else. I I can't imagine it doing a $2 trillion than a $4 trillion company without some sort of major recession happening in that, that period of time. Now, I'm not telling you to sell. I'm telling you, start to think about what you do with that gain. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. They're buying back a lot of shares. Warren Buffett's buying a lot of shares. Starbucks made a commitment recently to return $15 billion to shareholders via buybacks and dividends. Starbucks looks tiny, comparatively, to Apple. And it's tough to get excited about a $15 billion buyback when you know Apple's talking about a $100 billion buyback. But um, Starbucks is, a, I'm comfortable with their, their dividend. If you like income, I, I'm comfortable with it. Starbucks is growing its disbursement at a double-digit clip and offers an attractive 2.8% yield. You're not going to get that at a bank. Now, same-store sales have been weaker. That's weighing on it. It's pretty interesting to watch the millennials and the Generation Xers and how we're growing. Um, yeah, almost... On, on road trips, my neighbor said something pretty funny. I was like, how did you not like stop and hit McDonald's on road trips with your kids? It's kind of like, I don't know. It's 
to me, that's a question, right? And he goes, my kids, they, they don't eat salad, so we'd always have to like stop at Sprouts or Fresh Market or something like that. I'm like, that would drive me crazy, because isn't McDonald's kind of convenient on, on road trips when it's just right off, off the freeway? He's like, tell me about it. But the kids today who are eating salads, they're probably going to look at McDonald's as like cigarettes, right? There's nothing wrong with McDonald's. It's not healthy, but I'm, I'm going to shut up, because I'm, I'm going to sound kind of mean here. Um... I like Starbucks for their dividend, and I think their food quality is probably admired by people who have kids. And if they continue to get the experience with mobile app right, um, I see a nice future for income. Now, again, it it depends on what you're really looking for, because is this the same kind of return that you're going to get from an Apple? No. But Regions Financial, it's a regional bank. I like it. Ticker symbol RV. For income... It's really a free lunch where you just get growth stock going up, 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 without getting some volatility. But with Regions Financial, you get a nice dividend, and stock's been doing well. And if interest rates continue to go higher, it should do even better. So AbbVie, which is a pharmaceutical company whose biggest selling drug is Humira for rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease, has the highest dividend that I feel comfortable with. It's at 4%. It's been climbing on an annual basis, 22% over the past five years. So I, I can talk about other things other than Apple. AbbVie, great pharmaceutical company, ticker symbol ABBV. Regions Financial, ticker symbol RV. Uh, United Healthcare, um, I like it for the dividend and for being in healthcare, which isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. So you get the best of both worlds if you look for companies that have a little bit of growth um, and dividend growth for sure. So, uh, Regions Financial, ticker symbol RV, RF, RF. So, I'm thinking about going on vacation in an RV, <laughs> right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Coming up, I got tickets, tickets, tickets. Like a star. Just like you know I We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. The market giveth, the market taketh away. Pretty stunning three days where we go up, we go down, and we go up. And it's honestly not like that much is happening in the world of news, but we're kind of pushing it square through the hole, right? A little market seesaw action. A little teeter-totter problems. This time we're going up. Tomorrow, maybe the kid on the other side will say, I want off this teeter-totter and send you flying down. The answer, my friend, is written in the wind. The answer on why... The markets are sentimentally 
sentimentally changing is um, confidence that China and the U.S. will hold fresh trade talks in Washington late August. Yeah, oddly right before the elections. Walmart deserves some props for the pop today. Uh, Walmart used to be the biggest retailer ever. And no one was going to challenge them ever. Why are we playing hillbilly music on Walmart? There's some sophisticated people that go to Walmart. I will say the average tooth per customer is probably uh, lower at Walmart than, say, Target. But that's off topic. Online sales in the United States leaped 40% for Walmart. They've gone aggressively into e-commerce. They were ramping up their fashion, adding thousands of new choices, scooping up other niche sites or niche sites. Physical stores are holding their own. Um, And again, we're talking about looking back at sales from May through July. So keep in context, like late spring, early uh, summer. A lot of times that's going to be house weather. Biggest uptick in more than a decade. Same-store sales open at least a year as 4.5%. Walmart's too big to ignore. Here's the next statement. You know, Walmart up 4.5% year-over-year in sales. Probably tells you the, the employee, the consumer, the, re, uh, the customer, is doing okay. Walmart's been taking on e-commerce giant Amazon in its own turf revamping their website, launching new online shopping experiences for items ranging from couches to cribs. It does feel like you never have to buy anything at full price anymore. You get on a couple emails from various retailers, and it seems like there's always a code, right? Now, hefty investments into their Internet um, comes at a cost, right? It could weigh down the bottom line. So... Pressures are unlikely to dissipate as years progresses with Amazon. So as grocery store, Amazon, or as Whole Foods sold to Amazon, Walmart is trying to make grocery delivery a possibility for 40% of the country and allow customers to pick up grocery items ordered online at over 1,800 stores. So a lot of pressure, a lot of costs going, a lot of battling, a lot of battling, a lot of battling. I know you're saying, what's wrong with you? I, I fell when I was a child. Um, Juul e-cigarettes. Have you heard about Juul? This, is, this has got teachers freaked out with back to school. Um, it's almost as if this summer, every kid on the planet learned to play Fortnite and do the uh, various dances from Fortnite. Uh... Now what we're seeing is uh, e-cigarettes. People are starting to congregate in the bathroom. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year on e-cigarettes because we're starting to figure out there's something called jeweling, using a type of electronic cigarette that looks like a USB stick. And um, high school kids have things that look like USB sticks to save electronic documents to, you know? They're, you know, memory sticks. So popularity on e-cigarettes are going to continue to grow. Um, so I think this can be a year where we, we look at this and go, how do we want to 
regulate this. Jules' discreet and odorless nature um, works against the teachers, works against the principals. Hard time to catch them. And flavors such as mango and mint make it attractive product for younger people because kind of get your breath freshed up and you're a little more kissable. Jewel Labs pulled in $1.1 billion in retail sales for its e-cigarettes over the last 52 weeks. $1.1 billion. Doesn't seem as, as impressive, but you know what I was doing the other day that was kind of fun? I wrote down how many people are on the planet. Roughly $8 billion, right? $8 billion. And then I wrote down how much Amazon uh, Apple is worth. A little bit over $1 trillion. And it really starts to go, Wow. They're doing pretty well. U.S. housing starts rebounded in July on a single-family gain. That's nice to see. New home construction rose less than forecast in July amidst rebound in groundbreaking for single- and multifamily homes, indicating the industry is trying to regain its, regain its footing. So um, about 175,000 homes in the United States were authorized, but not yet started in July. Strong labor market, lower taxes, and improved finances are providing support for housing. So it's an encouraging sign that single-family permits in the South were the highest since July 2007. So we need more housing, and we need more single-family housing. We can't all live in condos and townhouses. I think I could. So it wouldn't be fun, but I think I could. But that shows you like how stubborn some of these notions are that we grew up in a world of... Uh, Kind of like those dreams that I want to have a single-family home. Banks are eyeing $1.5 trillion in credit card secrets. Cartolytics. There's a company called Cartolytics. wants to use your purchasing data to market to you. So, you know, Amazon kind of knows that you may have a second home. By the way, you're buying furniture. And they may want to sell your data to like a mortgage broker or sell it to a realtor or sell it to uh, a vacation specialist. A few people can get inside your head or at least the part of your brain that makes spending decisions. But that's one of the areas where credit cards and situations like Amazon, where you do a large part of your shopping, they can figure this stuff out on you. So the big news of the day, I think, is China and the United States to resume low-level talks and bid to resolve the trade war later this month. And Wall Street's given the BOD the benefit of the doubt to the stock market right now. And today we're up. Yesterday we were down. Same story almost. Didn't change that much, the narrative. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Investing its revenue in everything from scooters and bikes to flying taxis. Is Uber now, like, they're going to come public in 2019, it looks like. Do we now kind of look at them and say they are a transport company? Are they a tech company? Are they a logistics company? We know that there was companies like Birds and Lime that got into uh, scooters in San Francisco and Santa Monica and other parts of the California. Residents got pissed. They're like, why are you dumping scooters anywhere you want? So Uber and Lyft have kind of played that government that government, you know, uh, city council game before. And they're getting into scooters. So it wants to infiltrate your life with ride-sharing services. Uber's generated about $2.8 billion in revenue last quarter, up 63% from the same time a year ago. It's pretty good growth. Company reported a net loss for the quarter of $890 million, down from their $1.06 billion second quarter loss a year ago. And again, not bad numbers. Spending is a sign of growth and ambition for expanding tech companies. So when they spend more, we expect them to get more revenue. And we go, okay, we'll, we'll ignore that loss. Just one day turn off that, that, that money-losing tap. So spending last year, if you looked at Netflix and Amazon, two of the biggest corporate spins, and you're like, give it to the shareholders. Give me, give me a dividend. Give me more earnings. Nope. That's not how it works sometimes. Netflix generated $11.7 billion in revenue with net income of $558 million, and it spent billions on TV content and movie content. I found myself last night playing around with Netflix because uh, I was playing around with my Apple TV and Netflix on it, and I was checking out some of the new beta features on uh, Apple TV. Nothing that will change your life. Just everything works better together. Uh, but long story short... Um, I found myself looking at, at Netflix, and there's so much content there, and most of it's pretty good. So whether you're watching the Earth, like, if you have kids, like, oh, you get to the point where you're like, no SpongeBob, no. You get to the point where, like, Thomas Trains is, is evil. So you, you do everything you can to, like, put on, like, a show about elephants or something. Oh, sad day for Arby's. <laughs> Not really. But Wendy's owns Arby's, and they're selling its stake in Arby's owner, Inspire, for $450 million. Where's the beef? Wendy's, where's the beef? That's right. And Arby's uh, roast beef sandwiches? Is that what they were famous for? I think so. Wendy's has agreed to sell its stake in Arby's backer, Inspire, marking the latest ownership change in a rapidly shifting restaurant industry. Fast food. Um, is basically, you know, Wendy's is saying, we want to focus on something else. Now, again, you probably remember, like, Buffalo Wild Wings is going to be buying, is going to go private. Um, Wendy's and Buffalo Wild Wings, were they going to get together? Um, so Arby's now stands on their own. Are they, are they going to our taco? Are they going to Taco Bell? Uh, what sort of combinations are we going to get out of this? What sort of bastardizations? Hey, small financial tip for you. I was driving yesterday, parking lot, and a choice. Park my car near a car with lots of dents or park my car near a car with, with no dents. Uh, wise man said, don't park new car next to car with mini dents. I'm going to do a whole show 
of just Chinese proverbs with a bad Chinese accent. They're all financially oriented. It's coming. It's coming. Oh. Anyway, um, Twitter CEO last night, Jack Dorsey, he came across as he came across as, as a thinker. He got on NBC's nightly news. Um, he's doubled down on his criticism of Facebook and YouTube for moving the Infowars host Alex Jones. Alex Jones is one of those radio guys who. If you can't sell advertising for, like, talking about aliens coming to the planet, and you can't sell advertising for legitimate radio news, and if you can't sell advertising, you end up with an Alex Jones at some point where he's willing to say anything uh, in order to have his voice heard. But he was one of the guys who came out and said, you know, uh, Newton Elementary didn't happen. And so that's just abominable. And he's talked about, you know, telling his followers to get their rifles and attack the media. And you're like, wow. Um, but Dorsey came across as pretty thoughtful. Um, he was on with Lester Holt. If you get a chance to go to YouTube and watch the clip of it, I think you'll see that tech companies ha- are trying to have a conscience. Um, and you know, he talked about how he, he thinks some people are inconsistent, but that doesn't mean that they should be banned from the platform. And he says, we could have done things better. And we're, we're pretty slow to respond. Um, so Lester Holt, as a media guy, said that, you know, the whole battle rifle things sent a chill up my spine. And Dorsey agreed. It was kind of a nice interview, a nice talk. Jack Dorsey's other company, Square, is, I think, way more interesting than Twitter. But I'll leave you to that to figure out on your own. Tesla's on track to make 8,000 Model 3s. An analyst said who visited the plant in Fremont. Fremont plant well-placed for higher output. So Bernstein's upping their target price and saying the company going private, probably not going to happen. So let's stop talking like that. It's kind of interesting. I thought. Um, it's been a wild ride for Tesla recently. Uh, their CEO is now coming across as maybe a little on the crazy side. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people, I can't invest with that, is what I'm going to get down to. Is Someone asked me the other day via email, what do you think about Elon Musk and talking about the 420 price target going private? It's currently at 350 I, That sounds like a good return to me. And uh, I just, I can't go with it. I know it sounds odd, but when you have a CEO who's just, he's a little too inconsistent for me. I think he's smart. I think he's brilliant. But... I can't go with that on the idea that one day, one day soon my prince will come. I can't go with the idea that uh, they just lose too much money. So that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Um, Too dramatic of a company. And if you were to hear that somehow, some way, some shape, some form, that Elon Musk has found a way... For him to make a lot of money while leaving you, the shareholder, holding less than him, as far as fairness goes, you'd be like, yeah, I believe that. I believe he'd do that. So I'm going to say no. Interesting news on housing. 
the housing market is tipping back to a buyer's market as sellers are cutting prices. Now, I know, I know, I know, realtors are going, Thank you. We've heard this before. Real estate always goes up. So the housing market's tipping back to a buyer's market slowly. Approximately 14% of all listings in June had undergone a price cut. Now, I don't care what you say. This is the time where there should be more demand. Uh, June, now that we're actually into August, you can make a sense of if it hasn't sold now, do a price cut. So the recent low of 11.7% of listings that had gone through a price cut at the end of 2016, that tells you that 14% now we're trending into more price cuts. Home price growth is slowing to nearly half of the 35 largest U.S. metropolitan markets in San Diego, which the movie man Anchorman told me means something that it ultimately didn't. I and I look scotch. stupid. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. So in San Diego, 20% of all listings had a price cut up from 12% a year ago. Now, again, I could pull out the individual markets. You could say, like, oh, you're, you're slanting it. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to sell you anything. After several years of rich home price gains, the market appears to have found a limit to what people can afford. Sellers are finally responding by increasingly lowering prices. You got a little bit of rising mortgage rates, and that's hurting. You got affordability being changed by the rising mortgage rates. The housing market has recovered from its epic crash in the last decade. Home prices began to gain slowly. And the last couple of years, they've increased their pace as far as price increases go. Um, supply and demand. So as millennials aged into their home buying years, home builders did not and still are not using the, meeting the, riding, uh, the rising demand. So prices have gone up. They've had nowhere to go but up until now. The housing market has tilted sharply in favor of sellers over the past two years, but there's increasingly signs that we're starting to shift. Now, again, all markets are local, local, local. In Austin, Texas, a very strong housing market thanks to a recent influx of tech jobs. More homes are seeing price cuts as well. So you could say San Diego is seeing the price cuts. In Seattle, the hottest market in the nation, 12% of all listings had a cut. That's the largest share in over four years. So I don't care how you slice it, dice it, or cut it. Um, Zillow says the markets that have, could have weakness in the next year, San Jose, Indianapolis, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, interesting, right? I'm Rob Black, talking money and investing. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Back this way, I go, my things, I'm here to stay. I'll try to walk another way. Yeah. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
that I don't have a strong command of is Motown. I think I did when I was younger, and there's like Motown type of radio stations, but those those kind of disappeared on me. I don't know why. Maybe I just aged out of being cool or what have you. But yeah, we we lost uh, Aretha Franklin today, the Queen of Soul, the greatest singer of all time. Dies at age 76 in her Detroit home, surrounded by family and friends. That's the way to go, right? She'd been battling different types of illnesses, and man, that's got us. Getting old is not for wimps. Decline in health has spread over the past few days. She's gotten visitors from royalty in the music and entertainment world. Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, and JC dedicated their Monday concert in Motor City to Franklin. Talk about opening doors for generations of, of different types of artists. The fact that she's a woman, the fact that she's a person of color, like, holy mackerel. I'm going to have to watch a documentary on her, like, probably tonight or tomorrow. I'm feeling that. Sadly, that's also the same thing that Kate Spade, when she died, the company that owns her collection of purses... Stock went higher because people are going to get more bags. Sadly, I, I've not really cared about Aretha Franklin for 30 years. And now today I'm waxing all nostalgic about it. She was born in Memphis, 1942. Fun city to visit, by the way, Memphis. I wouldn't want to live there. They got flying cockroaches. Enough said, right? But uh, it's on the Mississippi. Um, they've got a great sports complex. Tons of culture. It feels like you just get a lunch and you're getting culture. So, uh, Aretha Franklin. So, there's a fountain filled with no blood. With blood. The R-E-S-P-E-C-T. She spelled respect. You make me feel like a natural woman, which I probably won't sing that to you because that'll come back and haunt me. Whoa. Whoa. Anyhow, um, Aretha Franklin, she did my country tizzity on inauguration, uh, but she's had a rough, rough 10 years. Um, tons of tumors and unspecified illness, pancreatic cancer. Uh, once again, a reminder, it's to get all of us. It is coming for you. Death is coming. Time moves on. So, some big morning movers today. Walmart is soaring. Oops, one more. Aretha. Kevin Durant. Is he the greatest basketball player of all time? He is a superstar, I know that. He and Will Smith are amongst the high-profile investors in a $15 million fund seeking to bring more diversity to Silicon Valley. This is kind of cool. There's been a lot of news in the last week about Golden State Warriors and, you know, is it fair that the way they're doing business and signing players for smaller contracts than they deserve just so they could continue to win and almost promise a win? Durant, one of the things that he said was, I wanted to come to Golden State because of Silicon Valley. When he met with management, he was just overwhelmed by how many opportunities there would be presented to him. Uh, again, I don't know if that's true or false, but... 
kind of a hidden genius project. Um, Andre Iguodala and Durant have ample tech investments. And it's kind of interesting to me, right? We keep hearing stories about athletes who run out of money three or four years after their, their career is over. Uh, but you don't see people using their huge amounts of wealth investing. And again, if you don't think LeBron James and Michael Jordan should mention the same breath as Bill Gates or uh, Jeff Bezos, I disagree. So as far as social impacts that they can have. Um, but yeah, just, you know, woeful, woeful track record of diversity and technology. So, and uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Dropbox have had some gains, but woeful, woeful history, in my opinion. It's all the work advisor for getting action on your on the show. So, <clears throat> again, hitting the top stories of the day, it, it's kind of in, end of summer. And this week has been a classic week so far of up, down, up, down, up. And uh, not a lot's changed. J.C. Penney's is tumbling. Is that a surprise? <laughs> Probably not, right? Um, J.C. Penney's, I feel, is a problem. Uh, down 19% today. It's buck 93. They lost 38 cents a share. For the full year, it expects to lose 80 cents to a buck a share. Before, we had expected a, a small profit, but at least profit. Now they're saying we're going to lose way more than we thought. What do you do with the JCPenney? Who owns that stock? Just people who are trying to like buy a $2 stock to take it to 3 Ooh, not me. Best Buy's up today. They acquired healthcare services provider Great Call in an $800 million all-cash deal. I saw this story. And I did a little investigation to Great Call, and they kind of do a service where I've fallen and I can't get up. So a medical alert service for people. I'm not quite sure what Best Buy is thinking yet, but I'll be interested to learn. Cisco's up big today, up 6%. Better than expected quarter. NetApp reported first quarter earnings. And um, pretty good quarter. But they lowered their next quarter. So it's down because not of what they did was pretty good. It's down because of what they're going to do in the near future. A little bit weaker than expected. Aretha Franklin takes us to break. Rest in peace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.